Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to Fishhawk Live. Captain Richard Hajeki from Crazy Yankee Sport Fishing in Krenzer Marine is going to join us today. Most of our shows, we're talking destinations, but uh, I'd like to start doing a few more uh, equipment-focused, gear-related shows, and that's going to start today. We're going to talk the Canon Optimum Downrigger, and I think that uh, Captain Richard Hajeki might be the best person on the entire globe to talk about this. Uh, thanks for your time, Captain. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, it's awesome to have you on again. Uh, you're a regular on the show, but... Uh, uh, always great to have you on. It's uh, and I think the audience really loves to have you as well. Uh, the cat, the Canon Optimum was unveiled a few years ago at the 2019 iCast show. Uh, first of all, for people who don't know much about it, what is the Optimum? What's the difference between the Optimum and most of your kind of standard type downriggers that are out there? Yeah, so Canon has a few different lines of downriggers. They've got uh, manual, they've got electric downriggers, and on the electric side. The uh, the Mag 10 has always been the workhorse on the Great Lakes, and that's downrigger most people, you know, you'll find on most people's boats. Um, over the years, there was always the Digitrol, and there was Digitrol 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and, and the last Digitrol that they had was the Digitrol 10, and we had those for, for many years. I think those came out probably uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, and, and when you go from the regular Mag 10 up to that Digitrol, you gain some features. Well, two years ago, Canon released the Optimum Downrigger, and they had even more features. And they also brought back what's called the Canon Link, which was really uh, was, was really liked on the Digitrol series of Downriggers. So when you jump up from the Mag 10, the Mag 10 basically goes up and it goes down and it has short stop. Um, when you get to the optimum downrigger, you get a slew of different functions and features, and a lot of that stuff we'll go into today. But if you're a techie person, if you like uh, downrigger that's going to make you more efficient at rigging, uh, the, the Canon Optimum Downrigger does all that for you and more. I uh, just want to let the audience know uh, we have been working with, with Richard Signal uh, for the last 20 minutes or so, and this is really the best we could get. And I, I know it's probably not perfect, but uh, you can bear with us. I think it's going to be some great information shared today, and we'll just try to get you the best picture we can get. But I know uh, it, it's not perfect right now. Um, there's two different models. Uh, tell us a little bit about the two different models and kind of the differences between the two. Yeah, so on the on on the Canon Optimum downriggers, you have your, your regular Optimum and you have your tournament series. With the tournament series, you get a white downrigger, you get a stainless steel boom, and you get a stainless steel uh, spool. Um, you know, some guys like to go with the with the tournament series just because it kind of goes with the theme of their boat. Um, and, but it also has a, a purpose where they use that downrigger more down in the salt water um, over the traditional Optimum downrigger. And uh, one of the things that I know you wanted to talk about was kind of the mounting options and, and how you set this up and, and how it all goes together if, if somebody wants to go with the Optimum. Yeah, so here at the Marine, we sell Rabalo boats. We also sell StarCraft boats. We've got our, we've got our fiberglass deals and we've got our, our aluminum deals here. And um, Canon makes it very easy, no matter what kind of boat you have, to mount a downrigger on, onto your boat. Um, on the Rabalo side, they come with flush mounted rod holders. So we utilize a Canon gimbal that slides right into a flush-mounted rod holder, and we bolt the downrigger to that. 
what's nice about that is when when the boat is being used for pleasure purposes and the wife's out or the girlfriend's out and you have the kick out, you you just have to pull that down right out of the rod hole and put it in the garage or in the truck and um, and you have a boat that you can you know it's dual purpose. Uh, with the Starcraft, our fish masters they come um, standard with a track system. So we utilize the cannon pedestal, uh, the four-inch cannon pedestal, to um, just bolt the downrigger to it. It slides right into the track. And again, it's, it's very convenient to take the downrigger out when you want to use the boat for uh, family uses or any other use besides fishing. So Canon makes it really easy with their accessories to mount a downrigger on your boat. And if you don't want to mount it per permanently, those options are out there. They also have great accessories uh, as far as rod holders go. Most of the people that I sell downriggers to will buy the downrigger mount uh, rod holder. It's the dual axis rod holder. It, it comes with uh, two rod holders that basically bolt between your downrigger and your, and your swivel base, which the swivel base is standard on the MAG-10 and the optimum downriggers. It bolts in between there and it gives you two more rod holder options. And, and, and for a lot of the guys, especially on the boats that we rig here, if they like our Ravalos, if they don't have another rod holder for, say, a Dipsy Diver rod, that that uh, downrigger mount comes into play because now they're utilizing one rod and rod holder for their downrigger, and you can angle that dual axis rod holder out to the side and put a Dipsy Diver in there. So those downrigger mount rod holders are really convenient, and they can be used for a bunch of different things. They can be used for storing rods on the way out, uh, used for different fishing functions while you're out there. Um, so that's another great accessory that that, you, that they make that can go with your optimum downrigger, and probably the one that gets overlooked the most is your retroease, which which allows you to have that boom, which is extendable on the Canon Mag Tens and on the optimum downrigger. It allows you to have that boom extended all the way out, and it retrieves your ball for you so that you can rig. Um, it's it's got a little bit of safety feature packed in there because you're not going to be reaching over and trying to grab that release. Uh, when, when the boom is extended, so it kind of brings the, the cannonball right to you. Um, and it just makes the job a lot easier and allows you to run those booms out further and give yourself a wider spread when you're out there fishing. Um, so those are some of the accessories that we utilize the most when it comes to um, the cannon downriggers. Yeah, that's nice with the with the two rod holders. Like you said, you can use that for more than just your downriggers. A lot of different, different uses for that. It's it's awesome that they kind of thought about that as a possible accessory, and then it does uh, uh, include that on the tournament series, correct? Um, on the tournament series, I don't believe the retros, I don't think they include those accessories with the uh, tournament series, um, but they used to be in the digital as they came with a couple of rod holders in the tournament series, came with one. I think they all come with one rod holder now. Okay. Uh, there are some some places out there that will bundle it with the downrigger mount, uh, the, the dual downrigger rod holder mount. I've seen that at some stores, um, but I don't think standard it comes like that from Canon. Okay. So with with uh, Canon, it's owned by Johnson Outdoors, also owned by Humminbird. And I think really the, the thing that people like the most about this is that it all kind of sets goes together with that one boat network. Everything talks together and works together. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's, that's a great feature, and, and it used to be back in uh, back in the digital days, and even before the digital tens, there was a thing out there called Canon Link, which allowed you to run your downrigger from your Humminbird 
fish finders, and then they kind of went away, and they brought it back with the new Optum Downrider, and it's wireless now. Before, it was a hardwired deal. Now it's all wireless via Bluetooth. So if you've got a Helix or Solix that has Bluetooth, uh, which all the Solixes have Bluetooth, the Helixes, I believe it was like Gen 2, they started coming with Bluetooth. If you've got a Gen 2 or later Helix and, and, or a Solix, you can connect your Canon Optum Downrigger uh, to that. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to control your downrigger uh, right from the right from the fish finder. Um, on our boat, my brother uses it mainly to mess around with customers when they're not paying attention and they, they think there's a fish on. Um, one was actually using the bathroom one day in the corner of the back of the boat. My brother did it, and I, I'm just happy it didn't go everywhere. Um, but you know, so I mean, there but there is functions to it. I mean, there's 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 a uh, there's a part where if you're at the helm and, and most people who who own the boat or captain the boat are going to be driving the boat and they've got friends and family out because people just aren't familiar with the boat. But you know, it allows him to not have to leave the the, the captain's chair and he can control his downrigger um, without having to leave that and leave the wheel or put something in the wheel that can't drive straight and, and tangle up all the all the rigging. Um, but the other great thing about it is the ability to. Um, Network it with Fish Talk and have that data in multiple places on the, on the back of your boat. Um, and you, you fished with me a few weeks ago. When I say that I've got data everywhere on my boat, it's kind of an understatement. I mean, no matter where I'm at on the boat, I've got all the data I need in front of me to make whatever decisions I need when I'm rigging. So um, having that hummingbird and that cannon paired together, uh, when it comes to the optimum downrigger, the minute you pair it together, you can get the the sonar view on your downrigger. It also allows you to see on certain views, which the Canon Optimum Downrigger comes with about eight different views. So whatever view kind of fits what you like, um, you can utilize. But there is a there is an actual sonar screen that will pop up on that downrigger, and it'll show you the depth. So that's another great feature for when you're in the back of the boat and you're rigging. A lot of times, the guys that might be fishing brown trout or lake trout are are kind of fishing close to the bottom. Or if you're fishing near structure, it's good to know what depth you're in because it can change very rapidly. So knowing that information in the back of the boat when you're rigging is uh, it can be very important. It can be very beneficial. So that one boat network allows you to have that. Yeah, I think uh, after fishing on your boat, I think you know some people you could take them out there and tell them that they're in a spaceship, and I think they would they would say, yeah, that that mm -hmm. makes sense. <laughs> you you've got so many screens and so much information everywhere it it does almost feel like you're you're on something that uh is from the future which is pretty cool it was very cool uh being out there and seeing how you do things and seeing how, how the boat operates and it's uh it's really a piece of of art that you've created out there with uh with the yankee troller it's pretty cool yeah and i enjoy having that information everywhere because i you know no matter where i'm at i know I can just look down and see if if um, if I'm doing what I want to do, or you know if a fish hits and I can look wherever I'm at in the boat. I can look down and see what that fish may have, what, what speed or temperature that fish may have hit at. It's just you know just being able to see that, not have to look around customers and try and see a fish finder or a downer and see what's going on. It's nice to be able to have it in every single corner of the boat. Yeah, we're starting. Uh, we got a comment here from Butchie Davis, and Butchie says. Uh, 
Body Cannon Optimum, Mana Hummingbird Solix, and Fishhawk loves it all. So that's uh, we want to say thanks to thanks to Butchie for going ahead and, and getting started with this. And yeah, let's talk a little bit about that uh, getting that that Fishhawk information at the downrigger. Why is it important to have it out there while while you're getting things set up rather than just having it at the helm? Yeah, so your Fishhawk um, X4D is the one that will pair with your uh, with your one boat network. And the way that whole thing works is you're, you pair your downrigger to your hummingbird and you pair your downrigger to your Fishhawk. And there's a view uh, specifically to show you all of your uh, Fishhawk data. And having that information at your fingertips is crucial. Uh, you know, on, on our boat, usually there's somebody driving and then there's me in the back and I'm rigging. And I can quickly look down and see if that person is doing their job right or not, right? So we typically have a speed we want to hang at or there's a speed the fish have been, uh, they've been biting at. And we want to make sure that we duplicate that because that's going to make us more successful if we can, if we can obtain that speed that, that they want or fish in that temperature that those fish are at. Uh, so it's important to have that fish talk data back there for me because I can ensure that the guy driving the boat's doing his job. Or if I'm by myself and I'm fishing and the rod goes off, I can look down and see, hey, this is what that fish hit at and make sure I duplicate that down the road. Very cool. Uh, the other thing that I found pretty interesting is that, you know, you they've got the app and you can, you can access all this data off the app. So if you had somebody there that just wanted to watch and see what's going on, like on a tablet or something, you can do that as well. Yep, the, the app is great for that. And again, it's another way to allow you to control your downrigger. It's another way to allow you to view the data on the downrigger. And it also is a way to update any software um, updates that would roll up from Canon. I know when we put them on our boat first thing last year, uh, there was a software update about, I think it was about May or June timeframe. So that Canon, uh, that Canon app allowed us to update our downrigger software uh, right from right from the app. Um, this is this is not an inexpensive item. Uh, the Canon Optimum. I mean, all downriggers got a pretty good price tag. This is not an inexpensive item. If you've got a guy that maybe is running three different downriggers and wants to kind of dabble in this, is it something that they would have to kind of replace all three downriggers? Could they start with one? How, how would that work? So I've got some customers here at the marina. Who have uh, who have talked to? And they're just buying one. They're running Meg tens, and they want to just up their game a little bit. And um, buying one, you know, especially if you're running, say you're running a hummingbird fish finder, buying one optimum downrigger allows you to do a few different things. So it allows you to have your fish hog data in the back of the boat. So when you're rigging, you have that information, and it can help you be more efficient. It can make make you be more successful. The other nice thing is if you're if you're running a hummingbird is you can have a sonar view in the back of your boat now that you've integrated it into your hummingbird. So if you're a Mag 10 guy or even it doesn't matter what brand you're running right now, by putting one back there it allows you to get it allows you to get that information to the back of the boat. Um, and I know a lot of guys have asked for um, you know being able to run multiple displays, and this is a way to get around that by having that information on the on the downrigger and on your fish finder, if you if you want it there as well, uh, on the back of the, on the back of my boat, I have it on the downrigger and the fish finder because if I'm not standing over the downrigger, it's easier to glance at the fish finder and see the actual depth of the probe, the speed of the probe, or the temperature of the probe. Um, 
if you're the guy that wants to, is taking you and you want to spend the money and you want to outfit the boat with all optimums, you certainly can, and you'll have it in multiple different spots. But for the guys that are hemming it on and, and, and price is an issue, I always tell them, just start with one um, and, and see how you like it, and it'll allow you to get that information. And even if you're using a different brand of downrigger, um, just you know, get that one back there and you've got that second display and you have that information. So we've been talking a lot about, you know, what happens if you've got uh, Humminbird Electronics. What about uh, someone who's running a Lowrance? Can they get anything out of going to the Optimum on a, on a downrigger or two on the back of their boat? Uh, I will not interface with Lowrance. Uh, I've got a customer now that working on uh, working on the uh, electronics package for him, and he, he's not using Humminbird Electronics. But he is going to put a helix on there so that he can have that functionality with the fish hawk and with the with the Canon electric with the Canon optimum monitor. So uh, even though some guys aren't running those those electronics, they'll they'll add it just so they can have the functionality. Sure. All right. Uh, one of the things that I hear a lot about from a lot of people that they that really is kind of making them think about go this way is that that bottom tracking feature. Can you tell us a little bit about the bottom tracking feature on the optimum. So if you don't run a Helix or a Solus unit, you can always add the Canon transducer that will give you the bottom tracking and the sonar views. I forgot to mention that earlier in this conversation. Uh, if you're if you're not a Hummingbird guy and you still want these features, it's a transducer that you can purchase. Hook it up to your 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 master downrigger, and it'll share it to the other slave downriggers. The bottom track feature is not one I typically use a lot because I spend most of my day in the back of the boat and I like to manually adjust those. But I talk to a lot of brown trout fishermen and a lot of lake trout fishermen who really love the bottom track feature. And what the bottom track feature allows you to do is you, you tell your downrigger that you want to keep your, your cannonball X amount of feet above the bottom. And as you're trolling and the bottom is changing, your cannon downrigger will do all the work for you. And they seem to like that feature a lot because that allows them to stay at the driver's seat and, and drive the boat rather than worrying about moving three or four riggers all over the place. Um, so that's a feature that a lot of people really liked, and that was one of the features that the Canon Link had that guys really struggled when it went away, and now they've got that back. And saving, saving some probes always helps, too. That's a, that's, another, that's another great yeah bit of advice, too, is you do that with your probe area this way if you're fishing around structuring. You know, Lake Ontario and I think a lot of the, a lot of the Great Lakes are pretty much big bowls. Uh, but there are places on those lakes where the structure can be um, pretty aggressive. And the Niagara Bar is one of them. The Niagara, or I'm sorry, the Niagara Bar and the Toronto Dropper are great examples of that. And I'm sure there's others around the Great Lakes. But, yeah, that's a great feature on your probe pro rigger to make sure that you don't lose that. If you guys have any questions for Catherine Hajeki, go ahead and put them in the comments and we'll get them to him. Um, but uh, go ahead and drop those in there if you guys have any questions about the Canon Optimum. Uh, auto up. That's another thing that uh, I got to see uh, in action out on your boat uh, about a month ago. Uh, we ran into some weather and you're able to bring those lines up pretty quick and, and we were able to break down gear pretty fast. Tell us a little bit about that auto up feature. Auto up's always a, always been a great feature and, and, it, and that couples with the auto stop feature that Canon has as well. Uh, but with the new Optimum downriggers, when you have your downriggers all linked to each other, you can hit the auto up button, hold on to it, and it'll ask you if you want to bring them all at the same time. And my brother actually accidentally did this to me last weekend on our charter where he hit that button, and all of a sudden all the downriggers started coming up. He wasn't paying attention. 
Um, so yeah, hit not, hold the auto button up and it'll display that uh, you want to bring them all up. You just confirm that and all the downriggers will start to come up and, and stop at the waterline, which brings me to uh, another great feature that came around with Digital 10 and, and they brought it to the optimum downrigger is your water zero button. And you basically tell the, tell the downrigger where that zero number is. So in the morning, we put the downrigger ball in the water and you zero out your downrigger. It's one of the first things we do when we, when we get out there in the morning. What that allows you to do is run other things other than the cable that come on these optimum downriggers. We've been running great on our downrigger for a dozen years now. And on any other kind of downrigger, if you were to switch over to braid, you lose your shortstop because it has something to do with uh, that wire, that cable, and a uh, circuit. Not quite sure how it works, but when you went to braid, you would lose that. And now with the water zero button or the water zero function, you can just uh, let the cannon downrigger know where the water zero is, and it'll always stop there for you. Nice. Is there something that, that you kind of wanted to talk about, Richard, that I haven't asked you about so far today? Yeah, so probably one of my favorite features. I've, I've got a lot of really great features of these optimum downriggers. One I use the most and one that I asked for when they were uh, when, we were, when they were talking about doing something with a newer downrigger is I wanted something to remember the last depth that that cannonball was at. Now the digital tens and the optimums come with preset depths. And those preset depths are programmable and they come uh, stock from the factory with, with certain depths, but you can go in there and change those depths um, in the menu settings. But the feature that they added this time was the remember the last depth. And, and I'm in the back of the boat moving downriggers up and down all day long, chasing fish, trying to adjust my spread so that it's, it's fishing the best it can. When a fish hits, the first thing we do is hit auto off to get that downrigger ball out of the water in preparation to net that fish. It's, it's, it's clear. Um, I don't always remember where that downrigger was. But now with this, last, with this latest uh, function that they added, it remembers the last depth it was at before you hit the auto button. Um, so you can easily set that rig right back down to where that fish hit, which is, I think is a, is a fantastic option. The, on these charter boats now, or on these on these Great Lakes fishing boats, you've got to remember how far out your dipsy divers were, and that can be anything from two to six dipsies on your encounter. you got to remember where your two to four downriggers were at. I mean, there's so many things you have to remember on these when you're, when you're chasing salmon trout and all down the Great Lakes, it's just nice to not have to worry about that anymore. All right, Captain, we got a question coming in here from uh, Stefan. And Stefan would like to know, what is the ideal ball weight for salmon fishing on Lake Ontario? And what is what do you feel like is the safe limit for the X4 tether? I think I'll answer the first half of that, and I'm going to probably give you the second half of that, Chris. But I can say that... I personally like a 15-pound weight across the board for 90% of the fishing on Lake Ontario. When it comes to what I do on Lake Ontario, I've got green customers in the back of the boat most of the time. So the heavier weight does a few different things for me. It allows me to keep my blowback down um, so that I'm, I'm actually getting the depths that I want to be at. And the second thing is it keeps the the pullback down so that my cables are closer to my boat so that when I'm going to net a fish, I don't have cables stretched way back beyond my boat and I have to worry about that fish getting into those cables. So the heavier weight to me does uh, does um, 
does more. But as far as the heaviest weight that the cannon will hold, it will. Um, I think they are getting to a 20 pound weight, and we will pull a 20 pound weight a lot of times. I have one that's 18 that never leave the downrigger, and in, in the springtime when we're fishing deep, um, we'll typically have a 20 pound on there as well. I have not run anything heavier than a 15 on my fish hawk tether, but I'm sure. I think I heard uh, Trevor on the on the fish hawk live segment you guys did say that uh, that is rated for all of 20 and maybe even more. Yeah, so the the uh, the new snap swivel, and I'm not sure what uh, what generation Stefan has uh, with the old snubber. Um, you know, 12 pounds and up, we felt like, but with the new snap swivel, that's rated to hold uh, up to 80 pounds. And obviously, you got some weight just from the force of pulling against you know against the water, the friction of the water. But uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, of balls that it wouldn't be able to handle. Or pretty much anything that's out there, I think it would be able to handle just fine. The new, the new snap swivel. So, but uh, that would be a great question for the tech guys. But uh, as far as I know, that's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, here's a long one from David, and I haven't read it yet, but we'll pull up on screen. Hopefully, he didn't say anything bad. Uh, David says, "Nice stuff." After a run to pick my kid up, he has a Bluetooth fish hawk. He looks at the back Gen Four Di connected. Uh, it's my helm helix si gen 3 with canon digital fives can i add one optimum and display the fish hawk to my helix correct i think it is correct right i can add one optimum and display the fish hawk to my helix yes yes all right we got that question that was an easy uh, easy answer there so uh, mm -hmm. appreciate the question guys uh both david and stefan uh Richard, I know uh, we've been running, you know, 45 minutes on these things, but I feel like we've covered everything. Is there anything uh, that you can think of off the top of your head that we need to say before we say goodbye, goodbye today? I have a couple more things. So um, I mentioned running braid on the downrigger. The great thing about the optimum is there's a braid algorithm that you can go into the settings and change the type of line on the downrigger and the amount of line on the downrigger, and that uh, calculates the the counter for you, so that's a great feature if you want to change change it up. I, I believe it's they have braid. Obviously, they have cable and they may have mono in there. Um, so there's that's a great feature. The uh, the cycle mode we didn't talk about that's been around with the digital that allows you to cycle your downer up and down. Um, that's a great feature, especially when the fishing gets slow or it gets tough and you want to just add action to your spread on a, on a calm day. That can trigger a few extra bites. And then two last features, you've got day and night mode in the display. That, that display is basically a little fish finder display. So when you leave early in the morning, that white background can be pretty bright. So it allows you to uh, change it to a black background and get that glare off the downrigger. I think that's a kind of a cool feature, especially this time of year when guys are getting out there fishing for stage and salmon or even, um, you know, the night walleye guys. That's a great feature. And then uh, probably the last one I use every day is the power all off. So you used to have to go to each downrigger and hit the power button uh, and to turn every downrigger off. Now I can just hit one power button and I can turn all my downriggers off at the same time. And that's probably one of the coolest functions I like <laughs> that I found on my downriggers. And it's, it's probably the dumbest one, but it's, that's the one I, I'm going to use myself the most. Yeah, one of the things that, uh, that I notice when I go out with – 
people like yourself on this last trip. I went out with you and Captain Jim Steele and Captain Casey Prisco. And the things that you guys all have in common really is trying to find more efficient ways to do things and try to take less steps to do the same thing. And I think that's the thing with the Canon Optimum that people should take away is that this is really kind of a more efficient thing. And if you value uh, being able to get uh, lines in that strike zone as fast and efficiently as possible. I think that's where it's at here with this product. Yep. So uh, if people want to find out more about you, obviously, uh, well, we had, had a little talk here before the show that the boat's put away for the year, but uh, I'm sure you take some reservations for next year. Uh, people want to get in touch with you, Captain. How do they do so? Yeah, so they only allow me to fish on Saturdays and Sundays here at the uh, Monday through five job. So a lot of uh, next year's salmon and trout fishing charters are, are booked up, but we do do some walleye fishing on the lake here in New York State. It's a, uh, it's a cool lake for casting and trolling for walleyes. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in the next month or so. But uh, if you want to find out more about me, I've got a Facebook page, an Instagram page, Crazy Yankee Sport Fishing. Uh, you can find my website. It's www.crazyyankeesportfishing.com. One of the things I, I pride myself on is after every single outing, I put a report up. It goes on the website. It goes on our Facebook page with uh, all the customers' pictures, uh, a report of what they're what they're chewing, uh, kind of an area where we're fishing, and just to kind of help, you know, maybe put some more fish in some people's boats. Yeah, you do a great job with that, and uh, once again, just an absolutely uh, fantastic job out on the boat. We had just a blast with you, and it was, again, for me, it's just really fun to see how people do things, and, and I try to learn. I'm still learning a lot about this stuff and uh, try to kind of pick up a few things every time I go out with guys, and if you're if you're new to the Great Lakes fishing game or if you're an old salty one i think getting out there with some of these guys who do this um as a job i think will be really good for you to just pick up more and more new stuff and i think the cool thing about you and you brought it up that you got this you know a regular day job and you're out on the weekends but your regular day job it's not like you're an accountant i mean you're, you're working with boats and you're working with all these things that we're talking about every day and you really get to see kind of how the normal person operates it and how they do things so i think there's a lot of value in that too just to, to kind of know, I think a lot of these guys that do this professionally, they, they kind of think a certain way and they, they don't get a chance to see how the average guy thinks about it. So I think it's pretty cool. Yep. All right. For Captain Richard Hajeki, I'm Chris Larson. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know the signal wasn't great, but uh, Captain Hajeki is just so great with his information and what he knows. I, I think everybody got some value out of it. And I know it's not too many people were dropping off. People were coming on and checking it out and, and kind of battling through it. And I appreciate you battling through it. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.